Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode eight of the Athletes Project presented to you by Custom One Homes. You know, we're here to get better. How we doing, boys? We doing good. Uh, ready for this one to get rolling. Uh, Dave, what's up? Nothing much. Doing great. Uh, good night of basketball last night, kind of. But uh, yeah, excited. School's out for summer. We're hype oh. about that. You know, can't complain. Yeah. Got some beautiful weather going. Ready yeah, dude. Some? Hey, that intro, you know. Shout out new intro music. Low key? No, yeah. Hey, give it a five. Give it a five. Hey. Moment got, of silence for ball for me. All right. Anyway, right. Um, hey, hey, you guys got to let us know uh, what you guys think about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, comments. Um, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, shout out, no free shout out of the week. Oh, what's up with oh, it? Oh, we're making this a weekly thing. Eh? Come on now, bro. All right. What's up? So, nah, you're up. I'll you go. Call I'll go. All right. So, see you. I shout out, no free shout out of the week is the Eastridge Raptors boys baseball team. <sighs> hey, moment of silence. All right. Hated seeing them to go, or hated seeing them go. To the hated ponies. Um they're a great team. Um loved watching them this year. I think they'll have a good year next year. Sure. Raptors, bro. But, you know, hey, you know, that was got, tough. That was got, tough. You know, it is what it is. It's sports. And I said um before Eastridge, man, three what, four maybe. Three probably, teams probably or four, four teams that four. lost in the section championship. It's tough. It's tough. Anyway. Can't get a break. It is what it is. Yeah, no. Good, good season by the Raptors. Oh, for sure, for sure. Good you know, watching the boys. A lot play, of great man. guys. Oh, love the boys on the team. A lot of talent on that team. A lot of boys going uh, big B-boy. places. Yeah, yeah bro. What's up? Shout out, no free oh. shout out of the week. My shout out, no free shout out of the week. <laughs> it's gonna go to a nice cold bottle of water. <laughs> All right, like. Just, oh. It's such a good player. Are you all an Aquafina kind of guy, Dasani. No, Ice Mountain. Ice Mountain. Oh, Mountain. Ice Mountain for just sure. Just nice ice, like out I, the freezer. I low key mess with uh, Aquafina though. It's underrated. Yeah, hey, like, no, we're gonna get some shout out. For that. Oh wait, shout out, shout out, no free shout out to all them boys sponsor us. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, just giving free shout outs. No like free it's nothing no here. Free yeah, ads. facts. Don't buy it until they sponsor us. Yeah. Um. I yeah. You know. I think it's just whether you know you work out and like. Dude, you're dying of thirst and just bam, oh. pop it. It's it's amazing. That's a good or, one. Or even before you go to bed, like it's like you know, you don't drink for about eight hours, right. nine hours. Or, or you wake up, have one of them. Come on, now. you know, on the road, have Come one on. of them. What are we doing? I right, keep going. Um What are we doing? Uh okay, nope, I got mine. Uh sure. Again, not prepared, just thought of it while we started this intro. Um but Shout out, no free shout out. What are we doing, fellas? Just don't worry about Just it. Do your thing, shout buddy. out, no free shout out. Shout out, no free shout out of the week. Um, you know, I'd probably say my shout out, no free shout out of the week would be, um, hmm. You know, I'm gonna say the boys at Rebs being strength. Facts. Shout out the boys who've been grinding some this nice week. Nice hill runs. Facts. Hey, we grind. He'll sprint. You know, we're doing what we're doing what is necessary to, you know, be a great team this year. And shout out the boys that came. If you're listening, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep grinding. Let's go. Yes, sir. Hey, we we gotta come with our come up with our own little segment. Yeah. Sure. But I just busting with the boys is just that's just, you know, such a good yeah. That's something we could definitely brainstorm though. Yeah. Figure out like our own thing. We should do shout that. out shout out of the week. 
Oh, come on. Hey, you got But um Uncle. best best Uncle. best thing you ate of the week. Alright. Alright. All right. Well, let's get the process. Let's get a let's yeah. get a rolling. No, we can go. Best thing I ate this week, definitely pizza at the airport. Last actually it was Friday. Is that that same place we went when we went to Arizona? Yes, bro. It's it's smacked. It's, it's all top tier. Shout out, no free shout out. I think it's called Valent Valent Valentes. Squid. Um to be honest, might be a uh, Sarah's pancakes last <laughs> yesterday morning. Uh, hey, those smacked. Those went smack. over to uh, Zolnowski's. Uh, got some amazing pancakes. Facts. Um, yeah, top tier. Comes with perks. Uh my food of the week. It's gonna, you know, yeah, it was a week ago. Um, homemade pizza. Beautiful. Homemade. Homemade. Really? So, so we got this. I like DiGiorno's, bro. Whew. Give me some DiGiorno. Anyway, no, sorry. Go ahead. We got this uh, this new pizza maker. It's called the Uni. Makes pizzas in a minute. <laughs> Get, the heat's like <laughs> eight, no way. 800 degrees. And it smacks. Uh, no. Um, Squints is out throwing bad ideas. Um, but it, it, it just, it, just it cooks it fast. Sure, sure, sure. It's good. The sauce was legit. We had a good dessert. Shout out to that. Night of pizza. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'll, I'll have to I'll make it for the boys sometime. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Let's get into our sponsor. Um, you know, Holtz Garden Center. Hit them up for all your uh, sprinkler repair and maintenance needs. Yes, sir. Um, you know, just look them up on Safari, Google, Holtz Garden Center. Yeah. Shout um, out. You know, the, the sun's coming out Sun's now. coming out. Grass, grass is growing. Is trying to stay green. Why wouldn't so you? Great throw, deals. Throw it at them. Hit them up. Come let, on let them know we sent you. Exactly. Hey, the, the boy boys sent from you. The, from the project. The boy right? sent you. Hey, we're trying to help out the community, you know, connect the right people, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing we got going is we got our Kickstarter. We only got Shout a few more days left, yeah. so let's get our, our final push. Just go to, uh, I believe it's kickstarter.com, and then you just search up in the search box. Search Athletes box, Project. Athletes Project, and uh, we love any donation. Amen. Yeah, name out. Yep. Yeah. All right. NBA Finals are uh, going right now. Two to one, Boston in the series. What are no. your thoughts on that? Didn't expect it. I thought it was. Oof. I thought it'd be uh, three zip Warriors by now. Shout out Warriors. Hey, I'm still Jay- behind my boys. Yes, yeah, Jamon Green fouled out of two of the three games. Who's surprised? Because I'm not. He's yeah. a. That's who he is. He's an enforcer. It'll be interesting to see how the next. That's game not true. Goes. He's not an enforcer. I wouldn't call him an enforcer. I mean, he plays football on the basketball court. Oh, God. You're one of those guys. You don't like what you do? No, I love it. I love it. Oh. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Shout out, Steph. A boy can shoot threes. All right. All right. Who's your favorite Celtic right now, and who's your favorite Warrior? Jason Tatum and Stephen Curry. Same. <laughs> Jason Tatum and Jordan Poole. Wow, Jordan Poole. I can see that. He works. I, I like Clay. Shout out my mom. She loves Clay Thompson. No free shout out, but, you know. Sure. I kind of um, like the no uh, headphones. Okay. Going back to the last pod, don't say that I like things. Nice. Bro. But I like it. Nice, bro. Yeah. What else do you like? Yeah, I like. I, okay, let's. Okay, no. Nah. What no. we're no no listen. What we're gonna do on this pod? What we're gonna do? Listen. Oh, what we're yeah. gonna do is we're going to say what we're grateful for each day. That's what we're doing, That'll boys. Start okay. Next episode. No, let's just. Yeah. If we're talking about things yeah, I like, I'm grateful episode. for you, boys. All right. Okay. Oh. It's All right. Third anyway. segment of that. All right. Yeah. 
I am grateful for my bed. Let's go, Squints. What's up? I'm grateful. What are you doing? That Look, it's summer. Follow my trends, but it's okay. Um, I'm also I don't know. And by the way, last intro. Oh right. wait, never mind. We're eight minutes right now. Okay, so yeah, let's let's get into the pod, boys. You know, it was a great pod. Um, yeah, dude, let's go. Uh, Brian's a great guy, Great Lakes. Go listen. Let's go. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, now join the show. We have the owner of Great Lakes Academy. He uh, attended Augsburg for four years and started all four as a baseball player. Um, and he's now on the podcast. Welcome, Brian Babinick. Brian, thanks for coming today. You bet, guys. I appreciate you having me. Let's yeah. go. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm <laughs> pumped. Great. Very excited to to hear from you, Brian. So uh, what, what were kind of your playing days like before you were coach? Yeah, so um, played. I was a three-sport athlete in high school. Um, went and played college baseball at Augsburg, as you had mentioned. Um, four-year starter, uh, captain, um, and then uh, ended up, when I got done playing, I uh, got an opportunity to coach at my alma mater and uh, actually started coaching right away. So the, the summer after I got done playing, I took off the cleats and put on turf shoes and, and started coaching and then been in it ever since. What so, other two sports did you play? Uh, basketball and football. Oh, sweet. So I'd be locking this guy down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, would you, uh, you start coaching at Augsburg? Uh, so 2007 graduated from Augsburg, 2008. Um, so I coached her 2008-2009. And did, were, did you start off as a hitting coach? Or? So I worked with our outfielders and uh, worked with our outfield hitters. So those okay. are kind of my two roles. So um, I'm guessing you played outfield at Augsburg those four years? I did, okay. yeah. Okay. Yep. So Sweet. I played right field at Augsburg. Did, did you always want to become a coach when you were playing? Or That's a great question. Um, I mean, I think when you're playing, you're always just thinking about, you know, being on the field and, and impacting it that way. And then you start to get at the end of your career and you obviously don't want to let go of the sport that you love. And so you're like, you know, what other avenues? And for me, pro ball wasn't an option. So kind of down to a couple options and one of them is coaching. Um, and so my, my head coach at the time at Augsburg, you know, kind of reached out and said, Hey, if you ever want to, whoever want to coach, we'd love to have you on staff. And, um, so that was kind of the only offer I needed and I jumped at it and, um, here I am 15, 16 years later, That's awesome. still in it. Did, so did you ever think that, that, you know, you'd now be doing what you are, uh, after Augsburg or kind of what was your plan after coaching if that was an option? That's a great question. Um, no, I mean, I don't ever, I don't think I ever envisioned, uh, being at the place I am right now that I can you know, do this full time and, and impact so many lives. I mean, we run 1500 to 2000 kids through our doors every year. Um, yeah, and so to wow. be a part of, you know, that many lives is, is way more than I ever expected. Um, I was actually, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher by trade. So I got my, you know, my degree in education. And so my vision all along was just to be a teacher and maybe coach, you know, some high school baseball or, you know, help out, um, at the collegiate level. And, um, when this, when I kind of started in this sector of, you know, club baseball, Back in 2012, um, I don't think I ever envisioned it being, you know, this big where I can kind of do what I'm doing and be on podcasts like this one. <laughs> but uh, so, no, it's certainly growing um, far beyond my my expectations. That's awesome. So how did Great Lakes start? Yeah, so Great Lakes started 2015. I was working. Um, I owned another club before that. Um in, uh, in the kind of the north north part of the metro and, and moved over to Woodbury 
um, and started Great Lakes, and uh, that was kind of the the infancy stages. And uh, seven years later, who we are, and um, yeah. So, so how does that? I'm I've always been interested about this. How does starting like a club team work? Like, um, do you get how many coaches do you get? How does that? How does that all work? Yeah, so it's a lot more about the athletes than it is about coaches. So at the time, um, and Davis kind of did his research, I was running uh, Bam and Kidding Academy. So originally, I was when I was teaching, I was doing private lessons on the side, um, working for the Minnesota Twins in the summer, and just kind of built up a client base of basically athletes from around the metro that I was training just in our gym at our, at the school I was working at, um, Saturdays and Sundays, um, just giving private lessons. And, you know, one turned to two and two turned to four. And uh, I got to a place where I was training, you know, 15, 20 athletes. And those parents kept asking, like, hey, how come we don't, you know, like you ever thought about putting a team together? Um, and so that that's kind of how it started for me, just really organically of, you know, training one kid to four kids to, you know, now training 20 kids and they want to play in a team. And so um, that's kind of how it started. Um, and then obviously you start – you know, one team and I coached a team down in Kansas City. And a couple weeks later, the parents called me and said, hey, you want to coach again? So we went down to another tournament and had some success. And then a month later, they called me and they're like, hey, we want to fly you down for another tournament in Arizona. Um, and at the time I was teaching, I'm like, sure, you can pay, pay for all my expenses to go to Arizona. And yeah. we went down there and had a ton of success, got beaten in the championship game of a pretty decent tournament. And that was kind of how it all started. Um, and then, you know, one team turns to two and two teams turn to four and you start, you know, asking your buddies that you play college baseball with and guys that, you know, in the baseball industry, like, Hey, you want to help me coach? And, uh, and here we are running you know, 26, 27 teams now. And wow. Yeah. What, what were the like kind of building blocks to get great lakes so big? Um, I mean, I think it's, you know, our core values are, you know, the most important thing to us are really teaching life lessons. Um, and obviously you guys have been in the Academy, so you kind of know a little bit about it, but, you know, really trying to do things the right way. So making sure that the kids come in are getting more than just, you know, learning how to hit a baseball, right? So teaching some of those life skills that are so important, you know, caring for kids, um, making sure that they feel like this is more than just baseball, that you care about them as a human being and not, you know, their ability to, you know, strike a guy out or, you know, hit a ball over somebody's head. Um, and then obviously the development side is something that we pride, you know, pride ourselves on. So kids that come into our academy, it's we're very intentional about making sure they are getting better and not coming in and wasting, you know, months and, and years of their life and staying in the same spot. So we talked with our national team kids about that the last couple of days. We just started our national program for our summer. And we spend a lot of time talking about being very intentional about their training so that they don't waste a summer, they don't waste a fall spinning their wheels, right? Like every day I can look at my journal, my performance journal, and make sure I'm getting better at whatever it is, right? Whether it's throwing a football, whether it's, you know, hitting a baseball, um, I want to make sure every day I can look at my progress and go, I got better or I didn't. And if I didn't, I got to really get after it the next day. Um, and that is, you know, we have some really special athletes that have committed to the process. Um, we get some really great parents who, you know, support their kids and push them to make sure they're doing that. And, Again, kind of the the athletes do the work, and it kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. So you talked about the a performance journal, um, and I actually was talking with Squints and Riley Schwellenbach, um, and he was talking about a mental journal. So what are these journals, and and how does that help your athletes? Yeah, so good. So 
Performance Journal, Mental Journal, same thing. Um, our athletes are required to have it. And basically what it is is just a, you know, a little notebook that they bring with them everywhere they go. So whether they're in the batting cages, whether they're in the weight room, whether they're on field, they just have a, a journal with them and they're just tracking information. So um, going into practice today on the offensive side, we talk about, you know, what are you going to be great at today? So today I want to be great at being able to hit a curveball the other way. Or today I want to be great at, you know, using my lower half and staying connected. Um, and what that does is creates intentionality, right? And so there's a ton of books out there. Peak is a great book, Anderson Erickson, um, who really talks about development comes not from training but intentional training. And so making sure that our athletes are being very intentional about what they're doing and not just going through the motions. Um, and so we really – you know, force our athletes to be in that space of constantly paying attention to what you're doing, why you're doing it. And then we use it during games. So I just got done with talking with a couple of college guys and, you know, we talked through their mental journal. So, you know, you have weekends, you know, you guys know as athletes, like there's some weekends where you feel great and you're like, man, I feel like, you know, the baseball is as big as yeah. a beach ball, right? And there's other times you're like, I feel like I'm hitting, you know, a pebble trying to track those mental states. So what are the things that I'm feeling during those moments where it feels like it's a beach ball, right? And how do I recreate that? Um, sport is so challenging because there's so many different variables, but the one thing we can't control is what's happening between our ears. So how do I get in that state of like, man, I feel I feel like I got it, right? When I walk on the field on Friday night, I'm like, I'm going for 350 with four tutties yeah. today. How do I create that even when I don't feel my best or even when I know I'm playing the number one team in the state? And a lot of that just comes down to our, our thoughts. And so being able to track those thoughts, writing them in a journal, and then being going back and look at those thoughts. So, you know, on Saturday when I threw for – or Friday I threw for 4, 420, I look at my journal on Saturday and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I had so much swagger. I was super confident. I knew that my preparation, I was going to, you know, I was going to light this team up. I need to be able to create that same thought process every Friday afternoon going into it. And so just being, again, being able to track our progress and days that I don't feel good and I don't have the performance I want, what were my thoughts going into that, right? I felt tired. I kept talking about the fact that I didn't sleep last night or I kept complaining about the lunch that I didn't get. Those are things that we're going to try to make sure we don't drive down that road again. So it kind of helps with consistency and, and just eliminating negative negatives. For sure. Love that. We might need to start doing that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's a great idea. Huh. I like that. Do you use anything with on the football side? Do you use any journaling or any tracking of thoughts or you know where you're at? So I do have a mental guy I work with. Um, so that's kind of I guess my journal in a sense. But I've I've done journaling and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I basically have a sports psychologist or therapist, you can say. So I just express through my mouth instead of writing it down. But I'm gonna start doing that. I like that. Really cool. Yeah. Is that a lot of writing or just a little bit? No, yeah. So it's what you want it to be, right? Um, and so the one thing that we've talked about, we use examples. Guys like Max Morris, who's a starting catcher at St. Thomas, Will Rogers, starting left fielder at Arizona State. Um, some of the other guys are eluding me right now. But guys that have played at a really high level tend to be the guys that are really serious about their journals, right? Um, and what that allows them to do is be in that best state of mind more consistently, right? And the more consistent we are with our state of mind, Usually the performance follows that. Um, and so we try to tell our athletes, like, it's ultimately your thing. Like, we don't check it. We don't look at it. We don't read it. We don't have them, you know, shared or anything. It's really about you being able. So a guy who's a little more long-winded or, you know, somebody who wants to be very intentional may put, you know, eight sentences down. And there's guys who write four words. Um, and, you know, even reflecting, right? Like, after we get done, you guys reflect on how this thing went and, you know, how you feel like your questions are, whatever it is. Um 
some days it may be like, we killed it. I got nothing more. Right. And there's other days where I'm like, man, I feel like I left a couple of questions on the table or whatever it is. Um, it kind of depends on the day, but, and the athlete. That's awesome. Great. I love that. And I even do that, you know, personally I do that. So every morning I wake up, I have a morning routine and a part of that morning routine is, you know, being in scripture and then, and just writing out my day. Right. So here are the things that I'm really worried about. Here are the things that I got to get done today. Here are the things that I need to pray about and making sure that before I do anything, before the chaos begins, I have things that I'm like, these got to get done. I got to pray about this and this, I'm just going to not worry about or not stress about um, so that, when it comes up during the day, I'm like, I already decided I'm not stressing about that. That's not a project today. I just, I keep moving on. So you talked about, uh, it's Drew Rogers or it's Wilson, Will, Arizona. Is that Arizona? Yep. Drew is committed to George, George Georgia Tech. Tech. Yep. So with Will, I remember because we used to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember he used to talk about the Rogers dad and is he was a sports a Still is. guy. Yep. Still is. Yeah. Mind um, right training. So how, obviously he's, an ASU baseball player, which is amazing. Um, how strong was his mental game, and did that help him get to where he is now? So dialed. Yeah. yeah. And even, again, like, his dad's a sports psychologist. He works with these two, you know, all the time, and they're constantly journaling, and they're constantly talking about, you know, success and things that happened and failure and how do we learn from failure and being in where our feet are and being in this pitch and all the things that you've heard and all the cliches. Um, and at the end of the day, like, they still have – mental lapses and they still have day we just told the story a couple of days ago so um will's sophomore year they had a senior catcher so will was playing second base um and state champion our state uh, semifinal game has two errors against eastridge uh six inning seventh inning basically cost them the game um and so like you can still be prepared you can still have it doesn't guarantee performance right um, it just gives us the best chance. We're still going to mess up. There's still going to be things that happen. Um, and so it's a never-ending cycle of, you know, we're all I'm old man, and I'm still yeah. journaling and still trying to be in it. Um, it never ends. But, yeah, they they do a great job. And Will went down to Arizona State and was hitting in the four holes, you know, his first game at one of the biggest schools in the country, right, and gets punched out three times. Yeah. Like, how do you handle it? Comes back the next day and gets punched out two times, right? So he's going into his third game. He's got five punchies like that's not a great way to start yeah. a college career um he ends up finishing his college or his freshman year second all-time in freshman home runs at arizona state <laughs> he's got you know he's hitting 309 like to be able to work through those right and i think more than anything is just being able to handle adversity like all of us at some point are going to have to handle adversity whether it's a girlfriend breaking up with us failing a test hearing no at a university um whatever it is being cut from a team like what do we do after yeah. that moment Right. And that's ultimately what, what, you know, the mental performance does is allows us to be able to handle some adversity. So do you have any tips on how to, besides journaling that you've, you know, seen over the past years? Um, I don't know if there's a, a magic pill. I think again, it's just being intentional about what you're doing. Right. So, um, having the tools and having, you know, things in your belt buckle or, you know, in your work belt that you can handle it. So when things go poorly mentally, you're ready to, you know, you're ready to respond. And so I think baseball is great because we fail so much in our sport. Right. And so if you can't handle getting beat, you can't play baseball because the pitchers always win, right. They win seven out of 10 times. And so I don't know if there's a, you know, any, you know, one sentence, I'm not, I'm not Shakespeare. So I don't have anything that brilliant. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's hard work, 
Like it, it just like we, you guys would work out in the weight room or, you know, you're going on a KC to chuck footballs or Arizona to chuck footballs. Like the amount of time that you do that, do you do the same amount between your ears? Right. Like, do you yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're doing that, then I'm like, man, that's great. But I think for most athletes this day, these days, it's, you know, 95% physical. Physical and then. And occasionally I, yeah. you know, write in my journal or I occasionally think about the mental space and you're like, that's, that's. 50% if not more you know and yeah. it's just not it's not talked about or exercised and that's the toughest thing for me is when I get out of the loop of like doing my mental stuff let's just say for two weeks I like either and being lazy about it or I just forget then I know because th- like those weeks I'm just having a terrible time but then I get back into it I'm like okay now I'm, I'm back on track so yeah I think the mental part is so overlooked but it's it's what it is. I mean, that's why guys like Tom Brady, he's no, f- I mean, he can throw football well, but physically he's not what people would think of the greatest football player of all time. And it's just because dude is mentally assassin. And so it's, it's awesome. So it just comes to finding like that right balance right, yeah. between the mental and physical side of your sport. And yeah. Boom. I want to go back and you talk about your routine. How important do you think routines are for athletes? Everything. Yeah, everything. So a couple of things. So just chemically, how our brains are made up, um, the more that we stay in routine, the more comfortable we get, right? So what happens is our brain is, our, our synapses in our brain are making connections every day, right? So when we do things, so like a great analogy would be the first day of school, your freshman year, right? Like think about the anxiety and the energy you guys had when you're like, all right, what's it going to look like when I walk down the hallway, trying to find my locker, making sure the combination works, right? Like those emotions, right? Like that's a high stress day, right? The 140th day of your junior year, do you walk into school being like, oh, man, I wonder how this is going to go? You're like, I'm on autopilot. I don't even think, right? Like, I don't think about walking. I don't think about where I'm going to park. I don't think about where I'm at. Like, none of those things are happening. My brain is literally just on autopilot. That exact same thing is happening with performance, right? And, and so when we build routines, our brains go, oh, yeah, I know where I'm at. I know what this looks like. Um, and when we don't have routines, every time we go up to bat, it's something new. So our brains go, uh-oh, what's happening? What are we doing? What is this? What? Right? And now I create anxiety. I create stress. My muscles get a little bit tighter. I create more blood flow, which I don't need right now. My heart rate comes up. That's not how we execute, right? It's not our best state of being. And so trying to be able to create routines so that my brain goes, oh, yeah, I've been here. I've done this a million times. Um, and so routines, I think, are so important. Um and why, again, like guys I looked up to, the guys that I read about all the time that you know are super successful in business are all obsessed with morning routines, whether it's journaling, whether it's you know faith, whether it's um, exercise, being able to stay in that routine so that every morning you're like, I start off my day, I'm like, I'm crushing right now. I've got six things checked off my list right now, which gives my body and my brain endorphins. Now I'm like, I'm feeling great, right? It's no different than when you bang out homework at the end of, you know, get home and you get your homework done. You're like, man, I get a little rush of serotonin and endorphins. You're like, I'm I'm rolling. Yeah. The exact same thing. Interesting. It's just interesting stuff. The mental effects. I think it's so cool. And especially in baseball, you said, I mean, the pitcher wins seven out of 10 times. And that was the most frustrating thing about baseball for me was like, you fail, but you're good. Like, how do you deal with it? It's so weird. 
Yeah, and again, um, like I think the hardest part is for guys like you that are just really, you know, like you are such a really talented player, at, you know, coming through, and so you constantly are looking at the pitcher, right? And you're like, I'm way better. Than way, this yeah. like any sport, I'm I'm a thousand times better than that guy. He just got me out twice. Yeah. <laughs> like wh- wh- this, something's wrong, yeah. right? This is not how it works. And you're like, well, he's a pitcher. That's how exactly. actually how it works. And that's like, well, I played a long time ago, but like a guy throwing 60 miles an hour. Why can't talk I, about this? Why can't I hit it 400 feet and hit a home run every time? <laughs> like ground ball, the short ground ball. The yeah, short, exactly. Like, wait, what? So yeah. So weird. So what, what does a typical day look like for athletes at Great Lakes? Um, so this season right now, so we're in our summer national season. Um, so uh, we have our college, our alumni kids. So all of our college athletes are in from seven to nine. So they lift, they're with our performance team, our sports scientists from 7 to 8, and then from 8 to 9 they're doing their baseball development stuff. And then 9 o'clock our high school program starts. And basically they have, depending on the day, they have an hour of performance, an hour of hitting, and then an hour of culture or pitching kind of depending on the day. So yesterday was culture day, so um, they're in the classroom for an hour and we're basically talking you know, the things that we're talking about right now, which is mental journal performance, growth mindset, fixed mindset. How do we handle stress? What does stress do to our bodies? Um, where does anxiety come from? All these things so that we have a better understanding and we can put a pulse on it when, you know, I'm down in Georgia in front of 60 division one schools and my heart's about to come through my chest. How do I, how do I slow that down? How do I get to a space of like, you know, Zen that I can go out and do, you know, what I'm trained to do. And so we talk a lot about that. And then uh, 1.30 to 3.30, we go on-field, so two hours of on-field um, where positions are breaking out and uh, they're just getting a ton of skill work at, at their individual position. So you talked about that zen, and I kind of want to go back to the mental real quick. Do you guys uh, praise in meditation or do anything with the meditation? So our, our summer athletes don't do any stuff. Um, when we go on the road, we'll do some like breathing stuff, some visualization stuff, whether it's in the hotel or, you know, before a game on the grass, we're just kind of try to slow everything down and, and just you know try to breathe it in. Um, but we don't do any like official training or anything as far okay. as or as far as that goes. No. Okay. okay. I was just just seeing. Interesting do you, again. Do you get into it? Meditation. Yeah. Um, I have. Like my dad uh, studied Buddhism for a long time. Yeah, I remember talking um, about this. Yeah, so I've definitely done some. Um, that's actually another tough thing because basically like what my dad, my dad and I try to do is have a just blank mind and people don't really understand that your mind is so complex. Like people think you could just sit and think of nothing impossible. Cause like what I notice is after 15 seconds, I'm just thinking about, every little thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I try to do, and I don't formally sit down, but maybe in the car one minute I'll just count my breaths and just see how many breaths I can count without spacing, getting to another area. So that's what I try to do. It's crazy. So wild. But, um, yeah, Great Lakes, that's a grind. I mean, I've talked to um, Mazzetti a lot, and, I mean, they're – doing all these things and it's awesome so um how are you guys gonna be this summer what are you thinking yeah so i mean every team has its obviously its own you know goals and uh our 17 or 2023 20, national team um, which i'm actually coaching this summer will be um, really good we're kind of arm dominant so we have 
five guys that are 90 plus. Um, so we'll have some power arms that will go down and hopefully compete in some of these bigger tournaments. Um, but it's baseball, right? Like the best team doesn't always win a, a single game set, right? Which is why we play, you know, seven games in baseball versus football. It's like the best team usually wins. Um, so we'll see. It'll be fun. A great opportunity for athletes to be on the biggest stage and um, play some of the best, you know, best talents around. I know our 22 class played. I just had a parent text me. I think they played 11 kids that are going to go in the first two rounds this year. So they played against last year on the national circuit, 11 kids that are going to play, can draft in the first two rounds. So you get to see some really, really special, special kids. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. That's just around the world. Like around the country. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, around the world. Um, but I heard that someone's, I don't know, but I'm just going to ask, um, you guys are going down to Georgia or somewhere for what, like a three week span or two week span? Yeah. So, where? yeah. So we, um, so WWBA is in, in Georgia, um, Atlanta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. Um, that's a seven day tournament. Um, but unfortunately the second or third biggest tournament in the country is that the, basically the day after that tournament ends. Um, so we fly one way to Georgia, stay in Georgia for seven days, fly one way to Indy, stay in Indy for seven days. And then we and then we van home. So, yeah. So we'll be on the road for for fourteen or fifteen straight days. Um, so I don't know if I have a, a suitcase big enough for that. But <laughs> oh my. We'll be doing some laundry, but it'll be fun. It's. Uh, I mean, again, you're with you know fifteen, sixteen, you know, like minded guys who just love yeah. the sport and um, great. This this group of twenty threes is is such a great group of kids. So it'll be it'll be a blast. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. I wish. See, I wish football did something like that. Just too hard. Yeah, but I can't imagine. Oh yeah, no, that'd be tough. But yeah, too much that's got to build good team culture. I mean, for sure, they got to be so close. Oh, yeah, being stuck in a van and, for fifteen. And if hours. they're not, <laughs> if they're not, then there's gonna be some issues. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Even if they're, I think that's kind of a good way to build it. Being on the road. Amen. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's just us, and um, there's no girlfriends. Uh, it's it's basically you and your boys in a van in hotel rooms. Uh, it's just playing baseball. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I know last year's class just couldn't have. So they were down there, uh, both the number one, number two tournament in the country at the time were um, back-to-back weekends. So they actually ended up staying, both were in Georgia. So they ended up staying in the same hotel room for That's what 17 I straight days. <laughs> um, the rooms, I went down there oh, kind okay. of halfway through the, the two tournaments and the rooms were just destroyed. Like <laughs> the smell, I'm sure the hotel just condemned the rooms because they were, like it's you can't disgusting. put four high school kids <laughs> in one room for 17 days and not have just awful odors. And there was, you know, Chick-fil-A from like six days ago is still there. And yeah, it was, wow. it was not good. Oh, God. What, what do you kind of do to like, I guess, break up the trip? Yeah, you try. I mean, the same things you would want to do here. So we, you know, we go mini golfing. you go to a movie, um, just mess around. Guys go to the mall and just get away from the, you know, get away from each other. Yeah. To be honest with you, they actually want to be together more than they want, you know, to have their time. But, um, I mean, you name it, they did it, whether it was, you know, going, just hanging out around the hotel, um, go to the mall, go to movies, mini golf, um, a top golf. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything that you can do in Georgia. They went downtown one day, went to a Braves game. Um, so you're only playing one day, one game a day. So you have. Oh, really? That's how it's set up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have a ton of, a ton of free time. A lot of teams in those tournaments. Yeah, so I think Georgia has like four hundred some teams again this year. I don't know the exact number, but it's roughly around there. Um, and it's uh, 
seven days of just nonstop. I mean, they start at 8 a.m. and end at midnight every day. A lot of top t- top teams, top players in those tournaments. Yeah, all the number one, all the number one teams from East yeah. Cobb to Dirtbags to all the big, all the big, you know, clubs from across the country will be there. So throughout, like all the baseball players or athletes you've seen, you know, going to all these tournaments around the country and even some at Great Lakes, what do you kind of see in like what's the difference between a guy that's you know college offers compared to a guy who kind of just has nothing going? Wow. That's really good. Um, I mean, I think obviously physically there there's something to be said, right? Like it's hard to you know it's hard to teach six two two fifteen or you know even like a an Eastridge guy that you guys would know like Caden Wildman, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, like you can't like you and I can't do that, right? Like we don't have the same frame, um, and so um, you know physically you just see guys that are just bigger, stronger, faster than than everybody else on the field, but. Um, you know, just a level of focus. Like this year's 22 class, I think we have, you know, 10 or 11 kids that are going to play scholarship baseball. Um, and they just had a really unique ability to kind of just have a special focus. Like the grind was enjoyable for them. They didn't take days off. They didn't call in sick. Um, they just always were there. Like they just always showed up. They always did their bit. Never had to text them and be like, hey, where are you? Are you coming today? Like, that class just had a really unique ability to to be super laser focused, and, and so you have I think they have six kids playing Division One baseball or five kids playing Division One baseball, um, and it's they just kind of all got together and said like, hey, if we all just kind of hold each other accountable, we're all grinding together, like we can make this enjoyable yeah. and we can do some pretty special things. And, and here they are, you got a couple of kids going to Cornell and an Air Force kid, and a couple of kids going to USC Sockahatch or um, Lancaster, and um, so yeah, so. What about the kids that don't do that? Again, physically, you can only do so much, right? So if you're, um, you know, 5'10", 140 pounds, like there's not a lot of Division One schools yeah. looking for that guy that can't, you know, fill out a small jersey. Um, but I think it's just distractions. Like there's just so – you guys are growing up in a, a generation that's just so hard to be able to lock in on like one thing because literally everywhere you guys look, there's somebody pulling at you or something pulling for your attention, right? Whether it's um, a sport, whether it's a coach, whether it's uh, somebody in your social sector, whether it's a girlfriend, um, your phones, like Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok and all these things are just stealing. And even if it's like it's an hour on Instagram and it's an hour on TikTok and it's, uh, you know, 30 minutes on Twitter, I don't know if you guys use Twitter anymore, but whatever that is, you know, 45 minutes on YouTube, like, that's three hours of your day that's now, like... Straight in your phone. Yeah, I got nothing to show for it, right? Um, Back when I was growing up, like, uh, nothing, right? Like, (laughs) if I left my house, nobody could get a hold of me because there was no (laughs) form of communication. So you're like, the minute I left my house, I had no distractions other than the buddies I was with. If we were at the field, we were at the cage, we were in the weight room, like, it was literally impossible to get a hold of me unless you physically came to the place I was at. So we just didn't have any like anything pulling at us. And and now with, you know, as competitive as sports is getting, you have coaches pulling at you from all different directions. And as, you know, as much as going on, on the social media side of things, like, um, you know, like doing this, like never in my wildest dreams would I be in high school being like, you know what, we're going to run a podcast. Like this is, so then you get people podcasting. And so there's just so many different things now that, you know, when I was, when I was playing sports, it was like, Everybody in my town did that sport, and then we all just went to the next sport, yeah. and we went to the next sport, and we just rinsed and repeat. Um, 
And now that's just, you guys have unlimited options with what you want to do, which is awesome because you can do cool stuff like this. Um, it's just really tough to be able to stay laser focused on the one goal because, as you know, like playing Division One baseball or Division One any sport, you just have to be so committed and it takes up so yeah. much time and that compromises social life, friend circle, um, social media, whatever it is. Um, and for a lot of kids, they're just not willing to part ways with that. And I think the toughest thing now, and I'll just personally, like Twitter is the biggest recruiting tool for football. Um, and it's like not distracting or it's not hard, but, you know, you see all these kids, and I think I've talked about it on other podcasts, but you see, you get to see these kids get offers and get looks and things like that. And then, you okay, let me, you know, watch his huddle. I'm way better than this kid. Like, why is he getting these offers? So then it comes into, like, just straight frustration. And that's what, you know, kids back in the day didn't have to deal with. You just, like you said, you just go to football practice, go home, do your homework. You don't even know. So, yeah, I mean, distractions like that are tough. but For sure. And that's a great example of, you know, we talk to our athletes about, you know, swimming your own race, right? Like, it's so hard for you guys not to look around and go, well, I'm better than those three guys, and they're all committed. Like, what did I do wrong? And you're like, you're not running the race. Like, you got your own race to run, but it's human nature. It's so hard. Yeah, Yeah, it's human. And it's anything. Like, ask an adult, right? They look across the street, and they're like, how did did my neighbor get a new, you know, F-150? I work work harder than he does. Why did he get a new trucker? I saw that they got a new boat. Like, why does he get a new boat? I work harder than him. Like, you're not running his race. He lives his own life. You live yours. Like, you know, but again, just human nature to start comparing, right? Yeah, dude. It's uh, that's that's when it, that's why I like to do that mental stuff because if I don't, then I'm just gonna start losing your marbles. Yeah, it's tough for sure. It's tough. So, kind of moving on, like in the like leadership kind of things. So, you've seen many leaders throughout your years of coaching, stuff like that. What like skills? And, like, traits, would you say, like, a great leader possesses and, like, stuff like that? Um, a couple words. Like, I think communication is a huge one. And I, you guys all have coaches, so I think, you know, that's one for me that resonates, like, the ability to be able to communicate and, and get people to understand the vision and understand what you're going, right? And so whether it's, you know, communicating to an athlete about what we're trying to do on this team, what we're trying to do in our, our program, um, to communicating to your employees, right? So here's the purpose. Here's what we're trying to do. Can you get behind that? Is huge. Um, I think vulnerability is a word I use a lot in our program. Um, so I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't have to be the guy with all the answers. Um, and for a lot of young leaders, I think that's hard to be like, if I'm the leader, I got to know all the answers, right? Um, like being able to say like, no, I for sure don't have all the answers. That's why I hired really smart people. Um, and if we don't have all the answers collectively, we'll go find them. Um, and I think sometimes that's where education, you know, maybe fails us because I think you guys are expected to have all the answers to everything. And then you get to be 18 you're like, I'm supposed to have it all figured out. And you're like, no, you don't ever figure it out. Right. Like I'm a grown man with you know a little daughter and I still, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, so I think that would be another word, vulnerability, um, transparency. So just being honest, you know, if I don't know something, I'm going to tell you. Um, it doesn't mean it's always right, but we're going to go for it. And if it doesn't work, I'll be the first to raise my hand and be like, hey, guys, that was my decision. It didn't work. I apologize. We're going to try something else. Um, and then, you know, surrounding yourself with really good people. So in our academy, we talk about kind of the people on our bus 
So making sure the people that you put on your bus, so you four, um, are the guys that, that, you, that you want on the bus, yeah. right? And so if you have a guy on your bus that's an energy taker or is always negative or, you know, always has to get the credit, like for us, we don't have those guys. Like we drop them off at the next stop and we're like, you may be a great hitting coach or you may be a great pitching coach, but like you're just not good for our bus. Yeah. Um, and so making sure the people on our bus, and that's a John Gordon um, book, Energy Bus, just making sure the guys that are on our bus are all about what we're trying to do and our mission. And um, we've been fortunate to get, you know, we have nine full-time employees, like nine guys that want to be on our bus, believe that's in what awesome. we're doing. And um, so I would say that's kind of the three things. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's the three things that I would say are, are very important to me as a leader. That's so cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, so do you think athletes can be doing too much? What do you think about that? Tell me more. So, you know, it, and personally, again, I sometimes feel guilty when I am not able to do something that will, I know will get me better. But like, okay, so sometimes I have uh, 5 a.m. Zooms that I have access to. And um, like yesterday I had Iowa State camp and my parents didn't let me do the Zoom because they, I wanted, they wanted me to get good sleep for the camp. But I wanted to do it because like I feel guilty not doing it. So do you think people can work too hard in a sense or what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah. I mean, again, I think there's that balance, right? And so you kind of talked about like there's balance and everything. Um, for sure. Like we have our athletes, our athletes, we, I see this more in our weight room. So, um, our performance team, which is built up of a sports scientist, our sports scientist and our, you know, our, uh, director of sport. So he does all of the programming and then our sports scientist is basically measuring, the athlete's ability to perform that that duty right so physically he's ready to do it he's tested he can do all the things our challenge is sometimes our athletes are doing a lot what we call a recovery lift right so on monday we beat them up they're dead when they come back on tuesday because they're dead we can't beat them up again right so we do a recovery lift to basically keep them going but to do some other stuff that recovery lift isn't like the monday lift right they don't feel like they're dead they don't feel like they can barely walk and so they're like, hey, coach, I'm going to do some extra squats. And we're like, no, don't do extra squats. Like there's a reason we went light today because we just beat you up and we want you to come back on Wednesday getting ready to get beat up again. Um, and so, yeah, like beating up your body every single day, not good for your body. Like we have to be able to rest, right? Um, same thing with like, yes, you can hit too many baseballs off a tee. Like tear my rotator cuff, stress my rotator cuff. Like those are real things that happen to athletes. So, yeah, I think I think for sure if you're, you know, John Wooden once said, don't mistake activity for achievement, right? Like you running around doing all these things, like what did you accomplish? Like, well, I was busy. Like, well, right, but what did you accomplish? Like, how did that make you better at your sport? And you're like, well, it didn't, but I was super busy. Like, yeah. So you just ran around like a chicken with your head cut off? Like, yeah, but did you see how busy I was? And you're like, Doesn't yeah, but matter. You, you didn't do anything. Like you didn't help yourself take another step toward your you know, goal. And so – um, but to, like to your situation, I don't, I don't have an answer. Like that's yeah. tough, right? Because you, you want to be a part of the zoom and, and maybe there's information that you can gain. And so, um, you know, that cost analysis of like, you know, what's, what's more valuable sleep or some information from zoom. Yeah. And I don't know the answer And every situation is probably a little bit different. Um, but that's a real thing for sure. Athletes doing too much because they feel like they're getting behind. Like if you have a program, stick to your program, trust your program, Again, don't worry about somebody else's race, right? You look at another club and they're like, well, they're doing this. Like, 
Who cares? Yeah, this is this is our program. Trust our program. Trust what we're doing. Um, otherwise, jump off. Jump off the bus. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. What do you think uh, athletes should be doing in the off season? Um, be more specific. Like, so we'll take a baseball player. Say, you know, if it, if he plays another sport, basketball, hockey, whatever. Do you think like is it, you know it's probably not okay to just complete the or forget the game completely, but like in the off season, do you think guys should be working out for four hours a day or an hour? Like, does it matter what they do? Yeah, I mean, it for sure matters what they do, right? Like, the more time you put into something, you're obviously going to be better at it. I think again, um, you know, what are your objectives? So we talk to other athletes all the time. Like, not. I think sometimes in sport we think every kid who's playing high school baseball or high school hockey, um, whatever the sport is, that means they want to play Division One baseball or Division One hockey. Like a lot of kids are doing it because it's just fun, and that's okay, right? Um, and so we talk with our athletes. Like it's okay to be in our academy and say I don't want to play college baseball or I just want to play D three baseball. Like great, like we still love you the same. That doesn't change how we treat you or how we value you. Um, and so I think what your goals are are going to look different based on, you know, how you train, right? If you say you want to be a Division One athlete, that training is going to look different than if you're like, I just want to play high school baseball and have a whole bunch of fun. Cool. You probably don't need to be in the weight room five days a week. Or you probably don't need to do a summer national schedule where you travel around the country for 14 straight days. Um, and and so, to you know, to your question, like if I'm a hockey player and I also play baseball, you know, can I do both? Like, yeah, what, what are your goals? Like, well, I want to be a Division One hockey player. Well, that's going to be tough to play baseball in the summer and not be on the ice. Like, you know how competitive it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I want to play high school hockey and baseball, and that's all I need. Like, cool, play hockey in the winter, play baseball in the summer. You'd probably be good, right? And so, again, it just kind of depends on what, what your goals are, what your objectives, what do you want to accomplish. Um, and for every kid, it's, it's a little bit different. Like, we have kids – we had a kid last year, actually Eastridge kid that played on our, our top national team, hit in the middle of our lineup like a really, really good player and told us from the beginning, I don't have any aspirations of playing college baseball. Really? Yeah, like awesome. No, good on you, man. Like that doesn't – I don't treat Griff any differently than I treated yeah. my guys going Division One on 70% scholarships or full rides. Like I love you the same. It's not my goal. It's not my dreams. Like I'm just here to, to be a part of the ride and get to watch it and smile and – um, again, he was just really good at baseball. It doesn't mean because you're good at something, you have to do it. Like, yeah. I'm good at math. Fun. It doesn't mean I have to be an accountant. Yeah. Like I just, I'm good at it, but I don't like it. That's okay. And that's the toughest thing for me when I was three sport athlete was balancing. And that's when I had to make the decision where I was like, you know, I got to do it. So I miss it though. I miss of course. It. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, especially being at Eastridge, a very competitive, you know, environment. Like, it's hard to be, I mean, you found out, like, it's hard to be a multi-sport guy. It's hard to play, you know, two and three sports. And there's guys that have done it, like Benny North, who's playing Division One baseball at Creighton. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like, starting third baseman at Creighton as a freshman. Um, played three sports. There's a whole bunch of other kids that didn't play the sport at the next level because they were so busy trying to play all three that they didn't have enough polish. Yeah. And talent to get to the next level, so they end up playing D three, you know, whatever. Which again is fine if that was their objective. And but it ben, is tough. Ben's doing good. He's doing awesome. Obviously, he he messed up his knee, so dislocated. Oh, he his, did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Dislocated his kneecap going into the opener. He's supposed to be starting at third for their opening weekend, and got hurt. And 
was able to kind of rehab, get back, and um, now he's now he's uh, messed up or you know injured again, so he's doing some rehab. Yeah. But he'll be back and um, he'll he'll do great. But as you guys know, I'm just really special, really yeah. special. Athlete. I haven't talked to him in a long time. You, I played. He's a phenomenal football player. Oh my, very special. He is. He. I've talked to Coach Fitzy about this a lot. Um, he could have played in the Big Ten, like legit. He would played strong safety and been in the Big Ten. Wild. He's just yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's at the facility right now. So oh really? Yeah, swing over. Yeah, he's working for us. This somebody's gonna work with our infielders. He's there right now. Right now. I'm gonna come and say hi. Sounds great. All right, that's awesome. Sweet. That's where we're going, Swins. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So, um, what do you think? And you've seen so many teams, and there's so many teams in Great Lakes. What makes the special team special? Well, I mean, again, you guys are drilling me some tough ones here. I think <laughs> good. There are yeah, there are a lot of like, like I think about our twenty two class, which is really special. Um, accountability is a word that comes up a ton with them. Like, just really, really accountable. Like, they had a text thread, um, and they started a group which they called their Division One Accountability Group, and it's basically every Monday. Every guy texted their my fitness pal reports or everything I ate the whole week. Really, I send it to the other people in this group, and everybody looks at everything I ate all week and That's said, "Hey, insane. you did it or you didn't? Like, yeah. you didn't get your calories, you got your protein, um, and if you missed, you were basically out of the group. Um, oh, if you wow. didn't show up to a group, like you were getting a text read, not being like, "Hey, man, what's happening? Like, no, like way harder than that. Like, you're either in or you're out." Like, we don't have time for guys that are going to be lukewarm. Like, you're either doing it or you're not. But if you're not, we're not babysitting you. Like, get out of the group. Um, and so they were very, very intense um, and held each other to a different standard um, in the weight room. Like, you didn't even think about skipping a rep because they were just down your throat. Yeah. And it wasn't playful. It was like, you told me you wanted this, and now you're not doing it, right? Um, and, and that culture is really hard to find where you can be boys and still be like that that's garbage like that, you told me like get out of here like yeah. i got no time for a guy like you who's going to go 75% after you just told me 2 weeks ago that you wanted to play division 1 baseball um because that hurts right like it hurts your ego when i'm screaming yeah. at you in the weight room for skipping a rep in front of all your boys you're getting you know thrown under the bus you're like forget these Screw guys you. yeah i'm out of here right nobody likes to be held accountable um and they were perfectly okay and every guy was fair game from the top really? to the bottom like nobody was off limits and it, that meant from eating to how you acted on you know in, in the hotels to how you were in the weight room to your seriousness you know during hitting like there was no place that you weren't off limits. Um, and because of that, guys just constantly were just pushing themselves to new levels. And as you guys know, like when, when the sea rises, like everybody else gets better. Um, and so they just did such a, a great job. Some guys, it's, um, you know, just community. Like they just get along. Like I had a group of uh, back in 2018, which is like dating you guys, but they just genuinely loved each other. Like they couldn't. Really? They just couldn't get enough of each yeah. other. Like everything they did from the minute practice was done till. 10:30 that night like they were literally by each other's side like they just they're obsessed with each other um and so we'd go out and play teams that were more talented than us and they would have success just because they just loved each other like they would just fight because they're like there's no way we're gonna let each other lose like we love each other too much for that um and so there's a you know a bunch of different 
cultures, there's a bunch of different words that come to mind. But those are the two that I, I kind of think about, especially this 22 class accountability. Like those, Wallman and Sodorsky and Weber and all these guys are just so intense. Like you took one step out of the line, you were getting screamed at. Not, we, we would constantly as a staff be like, has this gone too far? Like <laughs> do we have to kind of rein them back in? Because they would like be in each other's faces. Really? Yeah. And like again, like 10 minutes later, they'd be hugging it out and they'd be boys. And like it was good. But it was like you said this and you're not doing it. Yeah. Like. You know, you're in or you're out. Um, and so they just created the special bond that I don't know if we'll ever be able to recreate because, again, some really strong personalities. You guys know uh, Wildman, like, really strong personality. Ben Weber, really strong personality. He's going to Air Force on a full ride. Like, those two were just like this. But they also knew, like, I love you and I'm doing this out of love and you're doing it out of love. Like, it'd be screaming match for 10 minutes and then eight minutes later they'd be like, hey, are we getting Chipotle? And you're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, I thought you guys – just hate each other. Yeah, and they're like, no, I just told him accountable. He told me he was going to do it, and he didn't show up on yeah. time. And that, the biggest thing for me is, is you know, as a leader, you want the team to follow you in a sense, um, and that means they got to love you too. And I think the hardest thing is to find that happy medium between being that drill sergeant in a way um, and holding them accountable, but also not having them be so mad at you. Um, so what do you think about that? How do you, how do you do that? Well, first you have to have a rapport, right? So the guys have to know that you have their best interests in mind, right? And you look at guys like a Tom Brady, like there's no team that Tom Brady doesn't go on that every guy goes like, he's clearly wants us to win a Super Bowl. So whatever he's telling me, it's not based out of his ego. It's not based out of him having success so he can make more money. It's legitimately like he just wants to win a Super Bowl and we know that. And so we're going to follow him. Um, so I think, you know, motive, having a relationship with those guys is huge. Um, but it's also like personalities, right? So you got to have people that have the personality that are willing. And so, like, I don't envy you. Football team's even tougher, right? You got uh, 70, yeah, 70 guys that you're trying to get. And I, this generation of kids that are growing up, nobody wants to be, like, peer respect is the only thing you guys care about, right? To like, do my boys think I'm legit, right? Exactly, yeah. And so when you're like calling your, you know, your left tackle out, you're calling your tight end out in front of all his buddies, he's like, Tanner's garbage. A douchebag, yeah. Yeah, can you say that on this podcast? Yes, yes, douchebag. Jeez, yeah. he's like, we can't. I don't know. We yeah, can we say can't. it's douchebag. We're, we're going to have to dump that. <laughs> um, yeah, like, right? And so then the tight end goes to wide receiver, after practice, and they're getting Chipotle, or they're getting Chick-fil-A, and they're like, he thinks he runs this team. He's not the guy, right? And then tight end and wide receivers leave, and tight end meets up with safety, and he's like, bro, Tanner thinks he runs this team. Pretty soon, right? You're like, next practice, they're coming at you. Like, yeah. are you going to tell us what to do again, right? And so that's why it's so challenging, and, and your your guys is trying to manage egos. And, like, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't as easy, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, simple, but pretty much everybody like kind of knew who the guy was, and they're like, "Well, he's kind of the guy." Like we all just kind of listened to him. I think thirty years ago it was even easier. Yeah. Um, now you guys are just so much, so caught up in how do I look compared to my peers? And if I'm embarrassed in front of my peers, I'm out. Like that guy, I got enough time for that guy. Um, and so I think it's it's really challenging in your your position to try to lead. You know, seventy five men. And not have them feel like you're doing it for selfish yeah. reasons. You're doing it because you want to win the prep bowl. Exactly. And that's, I was talking to uh, my weight trainer two days ago. Shout out to him. 
Um, I was talking to him. Give shout outs on this thing? Shout out, no free shout out. Oh, no. no because free, you, no free shout, shout out, no free shout out. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, but um, I, we were talking and we were like, kids nowadays have the biggest egos ever. Like, when you tell them to do one thing that they don't think is right, boom, done. Like, won't do it, can't do it. So I think that's another uh, thing about leadership now is trying to find that happy medium between not bursting his ego in a sense, which people shouldn't have such big egos nowadays, but, um, and kind of still getting the point across. I think the biggest thing is getting the point across in the most respectful way or cause like, okay, for example, squint, I can yell at him, like scream at him and he, God. and he can take it. Like yeah. he won't the next day be like, nah, Tanner, I ain't not working with you. The next day he's like, let's go. So, I can do that to squints, but the next guy I can't because but can squints do it back to you? Yeah, absolutely for sure. So then you got something exactly, right? and, and then, then it's like that's a team. Yeah, if it's a one way, that's not a team, right? That's dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're calling him out and you're like, but you don't get to call me out, like, oh no, oh that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not take a team. it, give it yeah. to yeah. me, give yeah. it to me. But then you get, right. But to your point, there's other people that if you did that, they just they'd be like, well, oh, then I God. quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just trying to help. Yeah, and they're like, no, I quit. And that's because we were down uh, in Phoenix with Kurt Warner mm-hmm. um, training, and he was Big saying, deal. yeah, it was awesome. Name, <laughs> and name drop. Do you guys have like a ding? No free like, shout out. You, no free shout out, Kurt hey, Warner. when you name drop, <laughs> you just ding him because he's going to be name dropping. <laughs> but um, he was talking about, obviously, it was like, he was talking about Isaac Bruce, Tori Holt, but he didn't name ding, names. Ding, <laughs> And uh, he was saying how he could scream at a certain receiver, and he'd be like, all right, Kurt, got you. But then the next one, he'd scream at him and be like, nah, I ain't coming extra work. Can't do it. I'm mad at you. And, um, you know, he just said he had to find that happy medium. And he also said there was one receiver where he couldn't even tell him what to do. He had to, he had to act like it was his, the receiver's idea, idea just so he could do it. Wow. So it's just, you know, you got to find those just different personalities. For sure. And I think, you know, in, in leadership, like I have nine, you know, nine staff members, like one of the things that I – Every year during their yearly review, we talk to them like, what motivates you, right? So I need to make sure that the things that motivate every employee, I'm able to meet that, right? And so some of them, it's being recognized in front of our staff. Some of them, it's money. Some of them, it's, you know, autonomy. So I get to build my own program however I want it. And if I get to do what I want to do in my field of specialty, like then I feel like you're showing me love, right? Um, and there's other guys like I can give a hundred to, and they're like, "Keep it! I don't, I don't want your hundred, right?" Because exactly. it doesn't doesn't motivate them. Yeah. So every person's a little bit different. We have to be able to know that, and that just comes down to relationships, right? So, you know, Squints, you can come after him, and he's like, "We're boys." He takes it. Davis doesn't take it so well, right? <laughs> yeah. So you got to know that, right? And I don't actually mean that, but that's all about leadership, right? It's having yep. relationships with people to know. Yeah, he doesn't go for that. Exactly. And and something else, right? Squints yep. may not like something else. For sure. How do you how do you push a guy then if he doesn't take it well? Yeah, so yeah, that's so tough. Yeah, it's it's a great so um again understanding, you know, what understanding, you know, what that athlete needs. Um and if it's a, a person that says they want, you know, insert blank and then doesn't take it, that's a that's a tougher conversation, right? So Hey, here's you know I'm hearing you tell me you want me to hold you accountable. Every time I hold you accountable, you come you come at me and you know, scream at me, right? Or you're telling me you want insert blank. Every time I do that, I'm getting like 
it makes it tough for me to try to hold you accountable. Yeah. Like maybe I'm not your accountability partner or maybe I'm not being a great teammate, but like help me understand what you need from me. Right. And so as a quarterback, like, you know, he's struggling with his, his line guys, or you know, maybe struggling with, you know, somebody on D like help me understand what I can do to support you guys. Like me coming out and challenging you guys when we're, you know, giving up insert blank, you guys just scream back at me. Like clearly that doesn't work. Like, what do you need from me? How can I help, motivate this team how can it help support you and maybe it's like bro we don't need another coach we just need a cheerleader cool i'll be on the sidelines waving a towel and like you got this right um but i think that's that communication piece that we talked about you know with leadership skills is being able to go to a guy and say i'm trying this and it's not working what what do you need like clearly what i think is not working i think i know you davis and we're boys but every time i do insert blank you lose your marbles on me what do you need from me so that i can help you be your best or maybe it's like Actually, you don't need anything from me. Cool. Then I can't be your accountability partner, and I'm out, right? Um, and, and I'll still be your friend. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you have to have those tough conversations. Like we've had conversations with kids in our academy. Like we love you, but this academy is just not for you. There's a kid playing in the state right now. He's playing going to play Division One baseball next year. Played in our academy for one year. And we just said, like, our academy is not for you. Like you don't love to come here and grind super hard. You're good at the sport. But grinding is not something you like to do. You like to show up, hit balls over the fence, and go home, right? This is this is not the academy for you. Like we, we that's not how we do things. Um, and he ended up going on his way, and he's going to play Division One baseball. And I still think the kid's a great kid. It just wasn't a good fit yeah. for our culture, right? Nothing. It's not right or wrong. We don't. I don't think our culture is better. It's just how we do things, and he wasn't good for our bus. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys got anything else. But, I, you know, it was great to talk to you again. Um, I appreciate you for coming. Uh, that was just awesome. We haven't had, I mean, we had so many of these talks, and we haven't done it in a long time, and it was just awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you guys. I yeah. definitely learned a lot today. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. You bet. Thanks, guys, for having me. I wish you guys the, the, the best of success. And it sounds like you're already killing it, and I can't wait to, to follow you and, and get on. And hopefully I'm one of, like, 400 and. 50 you guys can be making making hundreds of (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars so i appreciate you guys in in all seriousness i appreciate thanks for having me it's awesome thank you you, brian appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that concludes our interview with uh brian bamanick the owner of great lakes a lot of good stuff we could take out of that um hope you guys did you know from a mental standpoint leadership you know the journal it was all awesome what did you guys think of it yeah dude um you know I've worked with him before. He's my hitting coach for about a year, year and a half, and he's just genuinely a phenomenal human being. Um, you know, sure. he obviously has some great things that you can take away, but just a great dude, you know what I'm saying? So he's just, yeah, he's just awesome. Yeah, like something like I really noticed out of him was that he cares about each and every single one of his 1,500 exactly. athletes, not just the baseball side of things, like growing them, developing them into like, Successful strong men. <laughs> I can't speak right now. Wow. Successful. Successful. Hey, I'll, but you guys are getting running. You guys are getting what I'm putting down. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah I know so, for yeah. sure. Good Michelle. pod. Hopefully, you guys uh, were able to take some stuff. Yeah, dude. No, we, take notes. Uh, that journal. About to yeah. take notes. Like yeah. for real. Like I'm gonna listen to this and and sure. really take oh, yeah. things yeah. away. So yeah, yeah. The, the journal's a good idea. Mm. We'll have to start that. I'm gonna ask sure. my boys about theirs. See what, yeah. they, see what they Um, we got our Kickstarter going. A few days left, like we mentioned in the intro. Um, 
Yeah, any donations welcome. Go to kickstarter.com and then search up Athletes Project. Project, baby. And, uh, yeah, thank you for coming, or thank you for listening. You didn't come. Or come. You know, they came to our, our safe spot, which is uh, a podcast. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Listen. Yeah. Um, you know, group hope, chats. You, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Send it to the Send group Send in the chat. group chats, messages, iMessages, Snapchat, share, Instagram. Share this with your Five friends stars. or family. YouTube. Um, YouTube, you know, uh, we didn't have, I don't think, the the views on YouTube that we would have wanted, but you know, shout out to YouTube. This watch dude talks. Too watch much. the guys. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Shout out, Jersey. Yeah.